This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. horse for the speed of light, the cloud of dust, and a hearty high old silver, the Lone Ranger. Grasslands of Texas brought wealth and prosperity to many early settlers. But when the days of the open range passed, disputes arose over boundaries and water rights, with a cattle war the inevitable result. The last rider of the plains fought this means of settling a dispute just as bitterly as he fought the outlaws and cattle rustlers who roamed the new territory. It was he, more than any other man, who brought law and order to the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young, an adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again. The sheriff and one of his deputies rode out from town toward the Halstead branch. As they approached the trail that led to the ranch house, they sighted two horsemen coming toward them. The sheriff and the deputy reined in their horses and 
held their rifles ready for action. Oh, oh, there. oh, oh there. Looks like one of them two's an Indian. So he is, Sheriff. The one riding the paint horse. Yeah. And get a look at the other man. He's wearing a mask. By Thunder Agent Halstead's doing just what he promised me he wouldn't. Bringing in outside gunmen, huh? Just so. Hey there, you. Hold up there. Rain up. We aim to question you. Stand where you are. Don't move. Wearing a mask, eh? You're the sheriff around here, aren't you? That's what I am. What are you blocking this trail for? We hanker to ask a few questions. Why are you heading for the Halstead Ranch? I didn't know I was heading there. Is that where this trail goes? Just so. But it goes beyond the Halstead Ranch, doesn't it? Yes. That's where I'm going. I'm heading for the west. What's the idea of the mask? Because I want to hide my face. Why do you block the trail to the Halsteads? What's the matter there? You a professional gunslinger? No. Them six guns you're wearing look capable. And so they are. Tell me why this trail is closed. I want to go ahead. Well, you ain't going to. Savvy? If I wasn't so busy trying to keep some law and order with a range war going on, I'd run you in for wearing a mask and find out something about you. Range war? Yep, range war. There's a regular feud going on. That's why I'm stopping you and turning you back. Now swing your horses around and head back the way you come. If you want to get beyond the Halstead Ranch, take the trail to the south and go around it. Tell me more about this feud. Who's having trouble with Halstead? Bart Conway and his outfit. Glad that the whole region's tore up with a feud of them, too. I got my men posted on the trail to keep strangers from going through and getting shot up. And also to keep both Halstead and Conway from important gun toters to make it a worse war than it is. Well, what started the war? Same thing as always starts them. Water rights. There's plenty of water around this part of the country? That's what we always figured. But it seems that Halstead dammed up one of the main streams and diverted water from Conway's place to his own. I've heard of Bart Conway. He has a good many thousand acres. And so's Halstead. Two of the biggest ranches around here. They join each other. Now there's the Dickens to pay. What are you wasting time arguing with him for, Sheriff? Tell him to get. If he don't get, start blazing. Mind your own business, Deputy. When a man speaks civil to me, I speak civil to him. I want to see Halstead. For what? Bart Conway's on the level. And so's Halstead. That's what I want to find out. You better turn and get now, stranger. Sheriff, we're going on to Halstead's ranch. By thunderation, you ain't. You said the reason you wanted us to turn back was to prevent our being shot by one of the fighters. And that's just so. Then what are you going to do if we push on past you? Shoot us? You've been told to turn and get. Now, stranger, don't get me riled. You shoot us and do the very thing you're trying to prevent others from doing. Would you let us go and take our chance of being shot? Dad, right, it's you ain't supposed to argue with me. You're supposed to... Hey, they're coming past us. Stop. Stop where you are. Let's drill them. Hold on, Dr. Deputy. Don't shoot. But he's gone past. He's heading for Halstead's. Well, what are we going to do about it? The critter's right after all. Better to let him take his chances being drilled by one of Conway's or Halstead's men than for us to drill him. He might come through alive in spite of all the lead flying. Every year, it was a range war that settled anything, Tuttle. Not right. And in many cases, range wars have been started by people who sit back and watch two fine men break each other so they can step in when both sides are weakened. You think maybe that happened? If Halstead is as fine a man as Conway, then this feud has got to stop. How you stop it? Before we consider that, we'll try and learn more about Bill Halstead. Come on, Silver! In a cafe a few miles from the scene of the range war, we find two men seated at a table. I did my best to pour lead into the two of them, Pete, but the sheriff wouldn't let me. How long ago was it that they got through to Halstead's place? Oh, it must have been five, six hours. Middle of the afternoon. They went right on past Halstead's and kept going. It's all right. They'll be past the far end of his ranch by this time. I thought maybe you could change the plans for tonight. Can't do that. I promised delivery on the cattle. I savvy. And the men that are paying the cash will meet you at the far side of the ranch to pay it and take the critters, huh? Just so. I sure got a hand it to you, Pete. 
You work the thing right smart. What's the sheriff think of the feud? <laughs> He's downright disgusted with it. Says the shame two men like the Halstead-Conway pair has to shoot each other up. The war's progressing in good shape, ain't it? I should say it is. Men from both outfits are kept too busy with fighting to pay any attention to branding and line riding and things of that sort. <laughs> sure. Good enough. Now, you do all you can to keep me posted on today. Well, I can do that all right, Pete. Yeah. Being a deputy, I get to hear all the news. Yeah. See that you pass it on to me pronto. Ain't I done that so far? Well, keep on doing it. Now, I gotta leave you. I'll meet you here tomorrow and have some cash for you. Good. It'll be right handy. Deputy. Yeah? I want to speak to you a minute. Step closer. If it's about what I owe you, I... Uh... About nothing else. You just bought four more drinks you ain't paid for. I told you, waiter, charge them. Trouble is, deputy, the book I write the charging counts in is just about plumb filled up on your page. You'll get your money. When? Tomorrow. How's that? You don't get a payday till the first of the month. I said you'd get your cash tomorrow. Hey, what's the matter here? Oh, evening, Pete. Buck Keep, was you asking the deputy for cash? Yes, I was. Well, here... That square the account? Well, Pete, I don't want to take your money. I says, does that square the account? Sure. You got some change coming. Yeah, keep it in case my friend, the deputy, wants a little more credit. Thanks, Pete. I'll pay you soon. Yeah, as I'll it... collect. I ain't worried. Now. Well, you're square with the board again, deputy. But you hadn't better let the sheriff feel that you're letting an hombre like Pete pay your debt for you. I didn't ask him to. It's all fire peculiar that he do that. I just don't savvy you. Pete ain't given to being a generous critter. Well, it ain't none of your affair. You got your cash, and if you don't like where it comes from, I'll tell Pete to take his business to the other cafe. Hmm. It might suit me fine. Oh, teller name huh? Pete. Huh? Well, say, Injun, we ain't allowed to serve no look at her Atkins. Not all right. Me see Pete Feller with Loman. Yeah? Oh, teller name Pete. Injun, all I can tell you is just this. The less you have to do with him, the better. Especially now when the range wars are, and the dead men are found most every day. Oh. You savvy that? Pete don't like engines. And he especially don't like engines that are curious about him. Uh, me, Sammy. Tonto left the cafe shortly after Pete and followed him. Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger crept past Halstead's guards and finally reached Big Bill's ranch house. How did you get here? How Take did it you easy, Halstead. Taking me hours to get past the guards. Mask, huh? I suppose Conway sent you to get me. No, I haven't seen Bart Conway. I'm doggone glad of that. He ain't never been the kind to send a man sneaking in to drill me like a dog. I didn't come here to drill you, Halstead. Well, that gun uh, Only for my own protection. Came to talk to you. What for? About the range war. If Conway sent you... Tully Mile fight until he sends back the steers he put a running iron on. What's that? Sure, he's been changing my H brand to his own B brand. Is that what Conway's supposed to have done? Not supposed, it's what he done. Story is that you started the trouble by damming the water so it didn't cross his land. That's another out lie. The chances are he had his own men damn it just to give him a reason to steal my cattle. Then he could claim he was just getting even. That isn't Conway's way of doing things, Halstead. Ain't my way of doing things to damn that water either. You didn't need the water. Of course I didn't. I got more water here than I can use. Do you suppose this whole range war was started by someone else? Huh? What's that? Someone who wanted you two to be at each other's throats? No, of course it ain't. Conway wanted my prize steer, so he took him. Then when he seen I'd learned about it, he damned the water. How many men have you lost so far? That ain't none of your business. I don't know who you are, and I won't listen to you no longer. Conway sent you here to try and make peace. Well, there won't be none till he returns them steers. What about the water? The dam stays put till I get the steers back. And he probably will keep the steers until you release the water. There's some of my boys now. Hey, fellas, come and get this hombre. You come fast. Tonto. Uh, what is it, Tonto? You come fast. Tonto, see plenty. Very well, Tonto. I'll see you later, Holden. Where are my men? Have they all been shot up? 
the western boundary of the Halstead Ranch. On the way, Tonto described the man named Pete. He told the masked man how he'd followed him and seen him letting cattle through Halstead's fence. And then, Tonto, you say this man took cash from the man he turned the cattle over to? Not right. And it must have been Pete who started the range for. He started it simply to keep both ranchers so busy fighting that man wouldn't be able to watch the stuff. Wait. Not right. Stay here, Tano. Keep an eye on the cat. I'm going to ride back to Bill Halstead to see this. I don't want them. Come on, Silver. Here's where we end this range for. The masked rider raced back to the house, unaware that Halstead's men were waiting for him. They saw him ride out of the darkness and rushed to meet him with drawn guns. <laughs> Wait a minute, man. I want to speak to your boss. I want to see Bill Holstead. Ain't no need to see him. We got orders to drill you on sight. Captured by the men who tried to help, the masked man faces exposure and death. Before the next exciting scene, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. Behold my precious. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises and delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Rouses! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are facts just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger, riding to get Bill Halstead and show him that Rustlers had been at work, 
was captured by Halstead's men. Ain't no use you arguing, mister. Our boss says that you come from Conway and try to get us to follow you. But why would I do that? Because the chances are Conway's men are ready to close in on the ranch house as soon as we were to leave and follow you. Men, listen to me. Ain't those are wasting the time. Take his guns and mask and we'll drill him. Very well, well, you're going to shoot me. You might give me a chance to tell you just one thing. That's fair enough. Go on, talk. After I've gone, one of you will get my horse. That's so. Hadn't thought of that. Good horse, too. i never seen the like of it. It's sort of a long story I have to tell you, but I want to be sure and see that this horse has good care. Sure, we'll see to that. Any one of us admires good horse flesh. But you'll have to hear this story. Hold on. This critter's just calling for time. That's what he's doing. Figuring on some of his pirates coming to help him. Is that the case? By thunder, I bet it is. I'm dealing with you right now. Me, too. He slipped past me when I was on guard. I wanted to go after him then, but he was accommodating and come right back this way. That's his help. To the south, Tuttle. Hey, look out there. <laughs> managed to reach his ranch house, Tonto was left to stand guard while the masked man opened the door and entered the house itself. Once inside, he found Bart's room and walking to the side of his bed, gripped the rancher by the shoulder. Wake up, Bart, wake up. Where they at? Plenty of the only water thieves. Where's my six gun? Take it easy, Conway. <laughs> I reckon I was dreaming. Hey, who are you? My name wouldn't mean anything. How'd you get in here? Let me get a light. You don't need a light to listen to me. Hold on. I heard that voice before. Talk some more. I've come from Halstead's. What? Why, that only... Halstead's all right, Bart. Just as square as you are. Found that out for myself. By thunderation, I wish I could remember where I've heard that voice before. Wish there was some light in this room. I reckon you're holding a gun on me, ain't you? No, I don't need to hold a gun on you, Bart. Because I can draw it if it's needed. You saw me draw my guns a long time ago. Hmm. Keep talking. That time, they were going to hang you for a murder you didn't do. The Indians saw the murder, and it took quite a while to convince the sheriff... Hold on. I remember now. There was a man that saved me from hanging. I hid out in the cave with him while the law worked to find me. That's right, Bart. A white horse, a mask. Are you masked? Yes. Thunderation, why didn't you say so? How'd you get here? What are you doing here? Why did you see Halstead? One question at a time, Bart. Now listen, both you and Halstead are strong-willed men. He thinks you stole his cattle just as you think he damned the water to keep it from you. I never stole cattle in my life. What would I want of his critters? I've got plenty of my own. What do he want with your water? It's more than he can use even in the dry weather. Just ornery cousin. No. A third man did both those things just to start a range war. What? Just to keep you and Halstead busy. The cattle could be taken from both of you. You won't quit fighting till Halstead releases the water. And he won't release the water until you send him the cattle he thinks you've stolen. Stranger, I'd do anything you ask, almost. But I'm darned if I'll back down. I can't do it. If I was to go to him with peace terms, I'd be the laughing stock of the county. Pride, Bart. You're going to let more men get killed because of your pride. Let Halstead come to me. I can't reach Halstead. The men are ready to shoot me on sight. I'd sooner go broke, lose all my cattle, see all my men shot down, or get shot down myself. Then to go and kowtow to Bill Halstead. With both of you feeling that way, this war can go on as long as there's a man alive on either side. Just so. This war goes on unless Halstead comes to me, takes back what he said about me stealing his cattle, and lets that water come through my land again. Very well, Bart. I've done my best. There's one favor I'd like to ask of you. I told you I'd do most anything you ask, but I won't back down in this fight. What I'm going to ask is very simple. Name it, mister. A friend of mine will come here in the morning asking for a job. Gunman? No, Cook. Cook. Well, I got a Chinese. This man is an Indian and a good cook. Hmm. Well, we can always use a good cook. That's all you want. Send him around. He'll be on hand first thing in the morning. I'll tell the guards. Let him by. Thanks, Bart. Oh. 
Well, that beats me. They'd like him to give up trying to stop the war. Yet, by Ginger, that's just what he seems to have done. That's him, all right. There ain't but one man shouts like that. The Lone Ranger. Shortly after breakfast the next morning, Bart Conway went to his bunkhouse. What's the matter with all you men? Your horses are waiting in the corral. Oh, boss, we're ailing something awful. What's the matter? I don't know what it is. We all feel like we've been poisoned. Well, get yourself a saddle and you'll feel better. The boys just came in from the Halstead place. They're eating now. We ain't no guards in the job or nothing. Get going. I can't move a step to no saddle, boss. I'm sick. Me too. All I hanging for us to keep horizontal. I feel like I've been poisoned, boss. Poisoned? Maybe some more work in that Halstead outfit. They wouldn't use poison. They sure enough use something. Well, find out about this. Hey, you. I want to see you. What you want? What are you doing with that horse? This scout. Him, Tonto's horse. I know it's your horse, all right, but what are you cinching up for? Me ride way now. But you was a cook here. That's what I want to speak about. Mm, Tonto cook breakfast. Yeah, and half my men are ailing. You know anything about it? All men get sick by and by. What's that? Other fellas eat now. Yeah, but By and by, them be sick too. Mean to say you poisoned that food? No. What true, Justin? He put medicine in food. Medicine? Not right. Steady. Hold on. Get down from that horse. You ain't going nowhere like I get done questioning you. And if you laid up all my men by thunderation, you'll swing for it. Even if you are the masked man's friend. Men be all right in two, maybe three days. That red child. You not shoot me. Hey, you picked away my gun. Get him up, scout. I'll kill you for this. Come on, scout. That same afternoon in the town cafe. So the hull of the Conway outfit's laid up. Sick of bed. That's what I heard tell, Sheriff. Now, I guess it's straight enough. Bob, don't get his facts wrong. I wonder what'll happen to the few. Now there ain't no one for Halstead to fight again. Just so. Wonder if he'll attack while Conway is hampered, though. Oh, that ain't Halstead's style. I I wonder if Big Bill knows about it. Seen any of his men around here, Barkeep? Ain't seen high in the hair of any of them, no, sir. Reckon we're all busy guarding Halstead's ranch house since that masked man got away. I've heard about him. Doggone, I'd like to get a hold of him again. He slipped past me once. Well, I'll see you later, Barkeep. Yes, sirree. Sheriff. Hey, Leaping lightning flash. Take it easy. You? Yes. I thought you'd be interested in what I have to tell you. I'm interested in... No, don't slap, leather. You can't get away with this for long. Someone will come by here and see you holding a gun on me and wearing a mask. Then by darn you... That's why you must listen without wasting any time. All of Bart Conway's men are laid up. I know. My friend put medicine in their food. That redskin? I'll get him, too. No, you won't. Because that's going to be the means of ending this range war. What? What's that, stranger? You can get to Halstead's place, can't you? I'd like to see him try to stop me. And go there as fast as you can. <coughs> if you'll do what I ask, you'll end the range war. Why are you so interested in ending that war? Because both Halstead and Conway are good men. They should be working together against certain crooks who live here. Meaning? A man named Pete. Ain't never been nothing proved again him. One of your own deputies and huh? half a dozen other men. Now, will you listen to me? Put that iron in leather, stranger, and start talking. After the sheriff had listened to the Lone Ranger, he went to Halstead's ranch, arriving there in the late afternoon. Halstead began the conversation. Now, there ain't no use you trying to tell me to stop fighting, Sheriff. I won't do it. I know better than to suggest anything as sensible as that, Halstead. What I do object to is the means you use. Huh? It ain't right nor just to try and poison all of our carved men. Who says I got that? Name the polecat that accuses me of using poison. I ain't naming nobody. But the facts are that every one of Conway's bodies is sick of dead. Oh, is that so? Yep. Looks to be some sort of poison that got into their grub. 
I thought you'd know something about it. You know better than that. I hope you wouldn't use such means of carrying on a range war. How bad are they? Oh, they'll pull around in a day or two, but meantime, Conway's alone there. He ain't even a guard to help him. Shucks, I can't fight a man in that condition. That's the way to be, Halstead. I all said you was a fair hombre. I thought I'd tell you. But as soon as his men are around, they'll be heading here again, trying to get past my guards and smash that dam. Reckon so. And I won't let him. Not till he fetches back that cattle. I didn't dam the water, but as long as the dam is there, it stays there. It's a darn shame you've got to neglect your ranch so much. I bet you ain't had line riders out since the feud began. How could I? I'm most afraid to see what my fences look like. They ain't been checked in weeks. Might have a lot of stray cattle by this time. Gee, with Conway out of the fight for a couple of days, I can have my men tend to some of the work here. That's right, Halstead. Wait, I'll get them started right away. Hey, you call in the boys. We're riding west to check the lines. Have all the men ready to ride and work all night. All right, boss. I'm glad you come and told me that, Sheriff. I've been worried about them fences. We'll be ready to ride in no time. All set, boys? Sheriff staying at the house? Yeah. Go ahead, Halstead. Don't worry about your house. I'll look after it. Maybe spend the night here. Come on, boys. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's worked out just right. Now to meet the masked man. Then follow them, boys, so the law will be on hand for the showdown. After dark, Halstead and his line rider spotted a campfire. They waited for a few moments, then circled it, while Pete and the deputy sheriff huddled close to the fire, not suspecting that they were seen. Ah, stop worrying, deputy. Ain't none of the Halstead men coming this far from the house. Not while the war is on. I planned the war for that reason. But the war ain't on right now, Pete. Conway's outfit is sick in bed. Uh, I ain't worried. Hey, you lazy galoops. Get them running irons hot fast. We got a lot of doggies to brand tonight. Hey, but a few hours till the boys will meet us and take them over. That's all we need to know. What's that? Keep your hands high and stand up. Halstead. We heard what you said. You started the war. Damn the creek and ran a running iron and our cow. Cut the line. I guess we should make a move, Pete. Just move and give me a reason to shoot you. Never mind, Halstead. I'll deal with him. Sure. Yep. I've been a long time trying to shoot something on you, Pete. All right. What are you going to do about it? Uh, plenty. And that goes for you, too, Deputy. And all the rest of you. Oh, well, I thought you was at the house, Sheriff. Couldn't stay there, Halstead. I had to be here to make a rest. You knew these snakes were here? Uh, I had a good idea the masked man told the truth. Who? The masked man that made Conway's men sick. So you'd ride lines and find Pete here. I reckon when I tell Bart the truth, the two of you can shake hands. There's eh? nothing I'd admire to do more, doggone it.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hardy high silver, the Lone Ranger. early days of the western United States, the local sheriffs had a full-time job preserving the peace. They knew very little about law. There was no adequate court system, and the men, women, and children who couldn't defend their rights by force had no law enforcing agency to protect them. The masked rider of the plains was the only man to whom they could turn for help, and in time, high silver became the battle cry of justice. And now return with us to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. opens in the district surrounding Flat Rock, one of the richest gold-producing sections in the state. Barnaby Greer opens the door of his home and looks outside for his partner. The letter he holds in his hand contains important news. Stan! Hey, you, Stan! Come over here! What's the matter with you? Come here, I got bad news! Well, it's the hurry about the spread and the bad news. Well, listen, I got a letter from a lawyer in St. Louis. St. Hey, Louis? That's where your brother's young ones was. Was is right. But they ain't there now. They're being sent here by stage. That lawyer must have heard something. He heard about all I was to hear. I didn't think news would get back there, but it has. And them good for nothing young as a peach are being sent here to lay claim to the gold mine their father left them. That's bad, Barnaby. That is bad. Especially after us figuring it was ours. It'll mean I'll have to give an accountant of all the gold we took out in the mine. Hmm, that's bad. We gotta do something. 
You're the one who told me the kids would never know about their poet's claim. I was sure of it. The lawyer mentions the mine right here in this letter. Hmm. Well, think of something. Don't just stand there gaping like a hoot owl. Think of something. When does the stage get in? It's due at Flat Rock Tuesday. That's half a day's ride from here. I know. Let her come by Pony Express. Doggone you and your ideas. We'll likely go to jail now for stealing the kids' gold. Most of what we took is spent. And them kids' lawyer want an accountant. Leave it to me, Barnaby. Got any cash? No. You scrape together enough to ship them back to St. Louis. I don't want them pesting around here. Give them some sort of a story. It wouldn't do to use the gold. No. Get cash in town. And let that lawyer back east take care of them. Put them in an orphanage or something. I ain't going to have three kids hanging around here. I plan to meet that stage and tell them a few things. Don't you worry about it. Just leave everything to me. On the day the stage was due, Stan borrowed money from everyone he saw in town. Tonto, the faithful Indian companion of the Lone Ranger, was buying supplies when the bartender gave Stan the last few dollars he needed. The stage had already arrived when he left the cafe and hurried to the express office. He found Tom, Sally, and little Betty waiting for their uncle. Now then, you three come on over here and sit in the porch. I've got a few things to tell you. But where's my Uncle Barnby? I ain't he to be here. Tom, he ain't well. He couldn't get here. What's the matter with him, mister? I hope he isn't real sick. Well, to tell the truth, girl, your father's debts and worry about you three young ones sort of warm down. You see, your old man thought he had a sizable sum of cash here, as well as some mining clean. Well, we were told there was a house and a gold mine and some cash in the bank for it as well. Yes, we come to live with Uncle Barnaby. Trouble is, kids, the mine caved in. It had cost too much to tunnel it out again. Caved in? Yep. Then your uncle went broke. And then as if that wasn't enough, his creditors come and took the house and property. It was just a few dollars left, and I got that. Your uncle sent it so as to buy you a stage passage back east where you come from. You know people there. But but we can't go back there, Mr. Denton. There's no place to go there. No, no place but the orphanage where, where the lawyer said we'd have to go. Well, shucks, even that'd be better than starving out here and putting your poor sick old uncle a lot of worry, wouldn't it? Oh, we don't want to worry him or be a bother. There, now, that's right nice, you Sally. Let's see. Tom, you're the oldest. I'll hand this cash money over to you, and you sign this paper showing you got it. Yes, sir. You're the man of the family, you know. Sign important papers and everything. I'll go see Mrs. Beebe. Uh, that's her house across the street. She'll put you three up for the night, and you can pay her a dollar or so for it. Yes, sir. Then tomorrow the stage will come through, and you can get on it and get back where you come from. There's cash enough to buy your passage there. Yeah, now sign here. Yes, sir. This isn't the way we thought it would be. Now, don't lose your nerve, Sally. I'm not going to let you and Beebe go to the orphanage. I'll get a job and work. Don't you worry. There. Now, wait right there. I'll go across the street and see Mrs. Beebe about you. Yes, sir. Tom, what about Baby? It's an awful long trip. We can't turn right back and go through it all again. I don't know what else we can do, Sally. This money won't keep us long if we stay here, and, and it's all there is. I'm seen Baby. Oh, a real Indian. Oh, gosh, I... <laughs> They're plenty nice, eh? <laughs> Sally, look. Baby's smiling. Why, that's the first time in days she smiled. She likes the engine. Me, Tonto. You from East, huh? Yes. We we came here to live with our uncle, but all the money was lost and he's ailing. So we're going back East. Mm, that long trip. It's an awful long trip. I, I wish we didn't have to go. Who, Uncle? His name's Barnaby Greer. Do you know him? Oh, Tonto know him. You do? Uh, Get away from the youngsters, engine. Come on, kids. You stay with Mrs. Beebe till the stage comes. No, wait, Mr. Denton. This engine's friendly. I told you to get. You say Greer sick? Yes, he's sick. You say money all gone? Ain't none of your business. Now clear up before All the cash that was left out of what Paul had was given to us, Tonto. You give him cash? Yes. Oh, what's it to you? 
Tonto, go now. You'd better. You not worry. Maybe you not go east. Not go east? What do you mean? Tonto, maybe see you later. Good riddance to him. Don't you kids talk to no redskins. Ain't safe, Savvy. Now, come on. Get him up. Go. Tonto rode to join his masked friend, the Lone Ranger, and briefly explained what he'd seen take place in town. Late that evening, Stan Benton raced up the hill to Greer's place and reined in his horse before the door. Oh, oh, oh. Barnaby, open the door. Hey, Barnaby. What's the matter with you? What are you on horseback for? Where's the buckboard? I had to leave it in town. I had to get here fast. Listen to me, Barnaby. Well, go on, talk. What's all the excitement? Let me come in and get my wind back. I wanted to be sure I got here first. First? What do you mean? I'll tell you in a minute. Well, go on now, talk. These kids. I, get some cash. I borrowed enough to give them stage map back to St. Louis. But it didn't do no good. They ain't going back. They ain't going back? Where are they now? They're on their way here. On their way here? Confound you, Stan. I'm too... I know what you told me, Barnaby. And I carried out things just as we planned. I met the kids and told them the mine had caved in. Yeah, what'd they say? They believed it all right. Everything was going swell. He was going to stop for the night with Mrs. Beebe and catch the eastbound stage tomorrow. Well, why ain't they doing it? Why are they coming here? Who's bringing them here? I'm trying to tell you as fast as I can. While I was at Mrs. Beebe's, an engine got to talking to the kids, and they told them all about themselves. What'd you find out? Well, for one thing, I told the kids the money I gave them was what their pod left them. And the engine seen me borrow it in the cafe. Blasted engine spoiling all our plans. That ain't the worst of it. The kids didn't want to go back. Of course not. So they was quick to believe anything that was told them. Yeah, what was told them? They didn't believe an engine over you, did they? Well, not at first. I left them with Mrs. Beebe, you see. Then I hung around town for a while. I figured there wasn't any sense in coming back too soon, so I dropped into the cafe. Next thing I know, the engine come in and took me out. Then what? Outside, there was a masked man. He told me the kids was coming here, and him and the engine was bringing them. A masked man? What in thunderation is a masked man doing interfering with our business? He told me he knowed the whole thing was a lie, that the kids' mind was good, and they was going to get it. He talked to the kids? Yeah. Tom, that's the old I know, go on. Well, Tom showed him the letter the lawyer wrote, proving who he was and telling anyone of my concern that he was the rightful owner of this mine we've been working. We gotta do something. We gotta do something. We gotta do it all down fast. Barnaby, if them kids get here and see that mine's being worked, they'll know the whole thing's a fake. There ain't no telling what this masked man will do. Doggone it, I didn't think they'd get folks on their side five minutes after hitting town. Gotta do something, gotta do something fast. There ain't but one thing we can do, Barnaby. Well, go on. I should know better than to listen to your ideas, but go on, tell me. If the kids get here and see the mind working, they'll expect all the gold that's been taken out of it to be theirs. That's where the shoe pinches. We ain't got it. Not having it, we'll both go to jail. You ain't telling me no news. Thought you said you had a plan. I'm getting to it, Barnaby. Only thing we can do is blow up the entrance to the mine. Blow it up? We gotta do it, Barnaby. When the kids see it's caved in, they'll believe I told them the truth. Then we can convince them the masked man of the engine was just scheming something. And we can still send them back east. There'll be another stage heading there in a week. Yeah, we can tolerate him for a week. But with a mine caved in, we'll have all the trouble of digging it out. Well, what do you want to do? Dig the mine out again or go to jail? There ain't no choice. Go on, get ready to set that blast. <laughs> Meanwhile, the Lone Ranger was guiding the buckboard along the narrow backcountry trail. When they neared Barnaby's place, he turned to Tommy. Don't think too hard of your uncle Barnaby, Tom. I can't believe he'd double-crossed me like that, mister. Suppose you just believe that he was forced to do it by bad companions. Gosh, maybe that was it. My pa used to tell me about the trouble men could get into if they had bad friends. That's it, Tom. 
We'll see what we can do about getting rid of your uncle's companion. Then you can settle down with Barnaby. Is the miner all right, mister? I think you'll find it all right, Sally. Then we won't have to go back to you. Gosh, it sure is lucky we met you in the engine. You didn't seem to be afraid of me, even when you saw my mask. As soon as I heard you talk, I knew you were friendly, mister. Thanks, Tom. What are you thanking me for? Perhaps when you're grown up, you'll understand why it means more to a man to have young fellows like you believe in them than grown men. <laughs> Maybe so, but I don't understand it now. How soon are we get Uncle Barnaby's place? We're almost there now, Sally. Gosh, I'll be glad. I'm awful tired. Uh, out. Yes, yes. Good. Is that the house? That's it. Where's the mine? It goes up that hill, a little way beyond the house. Golly, imagine us owning a gold mine. Hey! Is that Uncle Barnaby's? Yes. You've never seen him, have you? No, sir. Oh, gentlemen. Oh, oh, God. Barnaby, I want to have a talk with you. That suits me all right, stranger. My partner come back and told me he was bringing the youngsters here. I'm afraid you made a mistake, though. I don't think so. They're the owners of the gold mine. Didn't Stan tell them the mine caved in? Yes, sir, he did. Uh, you're Tom, ain't you? Yes, sir. And you must be Sally. Yes, sir, Uncle Barnaby. Well, it's a doggone shame this here masked man and the engine was fools enough to bring you all the way here. We'll find out about that when daylight comes, Barnaby. I told them you must have been forced to send word that the mine caved in. We don't hold it against you, Uncle Barnaby. This masked man is trying to work some schemes of his own. The mine has caved in. It has? It's caved in, and you can see for yourself soon as daylight comes. You come in now. I'll put you up for the night, and then I'll have to take you back to town first thing in the morning. You mean to tell me the mine is actually caved in? You can hear, can't you? Tell him. You stay right here. Keep an eye on these children. Me do. I'm going to find out something. Just as soon as I can unhit Silver from this wagon. I didn't think the masked man was working any scheme up, Uncle Barnaby. He's masked, ain't he? Well, yes. Ain't your Paul ever told you outlaws in the West wear masks? Knock him in the house. If that hombre didn't pack two guns, I'd hold him and turn him over to the law. We'll meet sometime tomorrow, Barnaby. Hello, Silver! Will the masked man be able to win back the children's inheritance? In just a moment, we'll continue with Act Two of our Lone Ranger drama. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Barnaby Greer's nephew and niece were up at dawn despite the late hour at which they'd gone to bed. Greer talked with them at breakfast while Tonto remained outside the house. I'll finish up. Eat your breakfast and then I'll show you the cave in and start you back east again. Gosh, I don't hardly know who to believe. Do you, Sally? No, I don't. What do you mean? Of course, it's our own uncle's word against the masked man. But I like that masked man. He didn't seem like a man who wouldn't tell what wasn't true. A masked man and a ninja. They both said that the mine was panned. And you and Mr. Denton said it caved in. There ain't no question about it. As soon as you're done eating, I'll show you. Anyway, even if we do lose the mine, we sort of counted on and have to go back east. It'll be good to know that you were on the level. Uh -huh. I sure hate to know that our own uncle planned to cheat us. Now, Tom, that ain't what the masked man said. Well, he said that Uncle Barnaby... He said that if Uncle Barnaby was trying to do us out of the mine, it wasn't his fault. It was because of his bad companion. Bad companion? Yes, sir. The masked man said that? Uh-huh. Well, I'll be... Go on, eat your cornmeal and get done with it. I, I don't want any more. Neither do I. You better take a look at the baby, Sally, and make sure she's all right. I will, right away. Hurry it up now. I will. 
You three have got to get that eastbound stage. If you miss it, they'll have to spend the whole week here. I'm all ready, Uncle Barnaby. What about you, Sally? Coming. Is baby all right? He's still sleeping. Damn, rat at all, anyhow. Well, what's the matter, Uncle Barnaby? Come on, let's go see the mine. Will baby be all right here? Sure, we won't be going long. They far. Gosh, I'll hate to leave this country. Look at those hills, Sally. They're a sight different than what we see back east, aren't they? Say, uh, Tom. Yes, sir? Did you mean to say you'd sooner lose the gold mine than to find that I was a crook? Sure. You're the last relation we've got, Uncle Barnaby. Ma and Pa always told us about you. Hmm. Dad rabbit. Where's Mr. Denton? Doesn't he live with you? I don't know where he is. Ain't seen him since last evening when he left it. For what? Uh, I do something at the mine. Me come too. Are you still hanging around here, Ethan? It's Tonto. Uh, me still here. Well, bless your heart. Stay close. What are those people doing over there? I don't. They're all around my... What was left of your claim? Is that where the gold mine was? Yes, you can see now that it's all caved in. It sure is. What in thunder are they doing there? Uncle Barnaby, it looks as if they're digging it out. Well, of all... Hey, what's this mean? Howdy, Graves. You're just the man we want to see. I reckon this will save me going to your house and looking for you. Uh, what do you mean, Sheriff? Just that. The law's likely to want you. The law? Sally, he's the sheriff. What are you talking about, Sheriff? You'll see later on. Now look here. Don't leave here till the men are done working. What are they doing? Looking for the body. The... What? Now, you see here, Mr. Sheriff. My Uncle Barnaby ain't done anything wrong. How do you know, kid? Because he hasn't. He's my pa's brother. He wouldn't do anything wrong. He told us the truth about the mine. Now, listen. You come with Tonto. Who are you? Go on, you kids. Go with the Indian. Let me talk to the sheriff. Anyhow, they can't say you did anything dishonest. If they do, they'll have Tom and me to argue with. That's right, Sally. See you later, Uncle Barnaby. Come on, Tom. Got a couple of loyal young'uns there, Barnaby. I know it. Blasted, I... I've been feeling like an ornery low-down cuss. It's a shame you are such a cuss. Look, if there was any way to undo what I've done... There ain't no way to undo a murder, Barnaby. Murder? Just so. Now, see here, Sheriff. That there's all wrong. I never killed a man in my life. We'll know. Blame soon. I didn't. I've done some pretty raw things. I did scheme to rob them young'uns, but that was before I knew them. Before I seen the way they could look at me and tell me how they trusted me. Mm-hmm. And that was before I seen the way both of them kids went and stuck up for me when they seen you. It still stands. I want you for the murder of your partner, Stan Denton. Stan Denton? Yeah. Come on. Step over here a ways. That mine wasn't closed up yesterday like that, was it? No. And Stan was seen in town yesterday. Seems that you and him argued frequent. Sure, but there wasn't anything serious. Well, we'll see. Stop here. It's my bet that we'll find Stan's remains inside that tunnel. But we... I... Listen, Sheriff. I'll tell you the truth. Stan told those kids at the mine, which was theirs, and caved in. There was a masked man that brought the kids here. Him and that engine. Telling them that the mine hadn't caved in. Masked man, huh? A white horse? Yeah. Go on with your lies. Hey, lies. He came here with the kids and Stan come ahead of him. And the only way we could make our story true was to blast the mine. Last night? Yes, last night. You're slick, Barnaby. I admit I stole them kids gold, but I never killed. You'd a sight sooner go to jail for stealing gold than hang for murder, huh? Now, let me tell you a thing or two. You got a story all fixed that seems to fit the cases. Only here's what happened. I was at home last night, asleep, when I heard a horse pull up outside the house. I woke up and heard the masked man shout. I get out in bed to see what it was, and I heard a hammer on the door. Then before I could get to the door, this man walked in. He had a pair of six guns, holding them on me. Hey, what's the idea of them six guns, I yelled. And he just stood there quiet, saying... You better get dressed and come with me, Sheriff. You may find a murder. I couldn't savvy what he was getting at at first. 
I was just half awake, and then he says... You must have heard the blast. What blast? Near the Greer mine about an hour ago. Seems like I did hear something. I didn't pay much attention to it. Come over there and see what the footprints around the entrance to the mine show. But it's dark. There's a moon. Can't study footprints in the moonlight. You'll see enough to convince you that there's need for the law. Barnaby, I went along with him and come here, and what I seen was a plenty to hang you. No! No, Sheriff! The ground was tore up with a mess of footprints showing every sign of a scrap. I found an open knife, and it had Stan Denton's letters on it. Like as not, he tried to use it in the fight. Then I found a part of his coat which was tore off, and seen the blowed-up entrance to the mine. You and Stan fought. It wasn't me! It was, it was that masked man. The masked man's the one that fought with him and killed him. I was in the house all the while. Those kids can prove it. Mm -hmm. They showed that they'd do most anything to help save your neck. They don't know what a pole catch are. Well, I fetched a crew to dig that mine out, and just as soon as we find Stan Denton's remains, you're going to jail for murder. Find that masked man. He's the one you want to find. He's the killer. Mm. If that was the case, why'd he come for me? But I... Stay right here where I keep an eye on you. Hurry up there, boys. Get that tunnel opened up. The men worked hard all morning. Sally went back to the house and cared for the baby. When she heard the shout announcing that the mine entrance was cleared, she hurried to her brother's side. Tom, Tom, are they going to hang Uncle Barnaby? I'm afraid they will if they find Mr. Denton dead. But they can't. He's our uncle. He wouldn't do anything wrong. Bless you for that. Uncle Barnaby, they can't take you away. Sally, you're the living image of your mother. Am I? She's a fine woman, too. You can't wait here no longer. Come on, Barnaby. I'll have to take you in while we hunt for Denton. Sheriff, now listen. No use arguing. These kids, they need me. Denton made arrangements for them. They can stay with Mrs. Beebe till the next stage. But don't you see? This is their mine. Your men tunneled it out for them. Now they can get the gold, they can't leave here. Well, that's so. The mine isn't caved in no more. Tom, there comes the masked man. Sure enough. The masked man, Sheriff. If Denton's killed, they he... Mr. Denton in the saddle with him. Oh, Denton's alive. There. You see, Sheriff, you were all wrong. But what's hot? Hold that door. Hold that you got to arrest this man. Get down, Denton. Now, you take Tom and Sally back to the house. Uh, you come. But we want to stay. Go along, Sally. I want to speak to your uncle. Don't let him take him to jail. They won't. Blast it. I want this thing explained. I think your little sister's crying, Sally. Oh, come on, Tom. We've got to go and see her. Uncle Barnaby, you'll be at the house, won't you? I, I don't know. He'll be there. Go along, Tom. Yes, sir. I'll see you there, Uncle Barnaby. You told me to come here and dig that tunnel to find a dead man. No, Sheriff. I only showed you the signs of a struggle. But you let me figure... You that figured the... that Barnaby and Denton fought, and that Denton was killed and put in the tunnel. Sure. You didn't figure that Denton might have blasted that tunnel last night, so the story that he and Greer told would be convincing to those children. But the fight... The fight took place when I captured Denton and took him to my camp to hold for you. Then what to get you? My boys and all the rest I brought worked all morning digging out that tunnel. And you've given those children the property that belongs to them. And I'm glad to see them get it. The only thing I don't like is that now all the faith they had in me will be shot to pieces. Uh, Sheriff, can't you take me to jail and not tell those kids where I went? I'm an old cuss and I got jail a-coming, but I... I hate to see the faith them kids had in human nature destroyed. Throw that masked man in jail. He captured me. You shut up, Denton. You never did have an idea that was worth a hoot. The masked man gave them kids their claim. That have taken me years to tunnel the thing out again. 
and no cash to work with. Sheriff, Barnaby Greer has three children to take care of. Mm-hmm. And a mind to manage for them. Jail isn't the place for him. I reckon you're right. But that scheming crook... Now, wait. Don't you hold me. Yes, by darn, I'm going to. You blowed that tunnel up, and there's been 30 men working here all morning. You're going to jail unless you pay for that time. That's it, Sheriff. The coyotes had me in trouble all these years with these cussed ideas. I can't pay them. I ain't no cash. You stay in jail till you can. Oh, I can't get cash if I'm in jail. That's great. You'll stay there from now on. As for you, Barnaby, behave yourself. So long. I don't know what I've done to deserve a chance like this. Take good care of those children, Barnaby. You're all they have, and they trust you. And they're all I got. And by dern, they'll have reason to trust their old Uncle Barnaby. you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior!
Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Fiery Hawk with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. mountains of the western United States, there were many caves, ravines, and hidden valleys where outlaws could hide after committing a crime. The masked rider of the plains knew the country better than anyone else. It was for this reason that he brought so many criminals to justice. Astride his great horse silver, he rode through the length and breadth of seven states, and no man did more to bring law and order to the frontier. And now return with us to those thrilling days when the West was young, and adventure lay at the end of every trail. The Lone Ranger rides again! town of Burnside lay at the foot of Eagle Pass. One afternoon, Dan Latham, who spent most of his time in the cafe, waited for Mary Frisbee to come out of the general store. When she finally appeared with her arms full of packages, he stepped forward and touched her shoulder. Mary, I don't want to speak to you. Uncle Dan, I, I didn't see you. You don't bother to see me, in spite of the fact I'm your uncle. My arm is with Fields. An awful lot of shopping. Yeah, they dropped a package there. I'll get it. Soon as I get these others in the buckboard. Must be nice to have so much money for spending. Now, don't start hopping on that again, Uncle Dan. You drop package. Oh, oh, thanks, Angie. Maybe this fella lazy. I don't do from you. 
I don't take nothing from a redskin. There's a lot you could learn in the way of good manners from some of them. Good day. Hey, I ain't done talking. Maybe your pa's told you things about me. He's always saying things that don't do me no good. Let's throw my arm, Uncle Dan. Paul's told me the whole story about you and him. In a pack of lies, I bet. You and he worked the cane, the two of you staked out as partners. But you drank and gambled too much, you split up. He done me out in my share. No, he didn't. He divided the claim and you took first choice. Your half petered out to nothing and he found a new load in his hat. He got rich. He's rich right now. And look at me. His wife's own brother. Down and out. Not a decent vest to my name. Not even the price of a drink. Please, let go, Mom. I know what Paul's done for you. He's given you thousands of dollars that he didn't have to just because he felt sorry for you. Lies, I tell you, that's lies. All he's ever done for me is to give me enough cash so he could lord it over me. So he could always say I was in his debt. That's not true. Instead of appreciating what he's done for you, you resent it. If you'd saved your money instead of drinking and gambling, you'd have had plenty. Now, please let me go. I must get home. I got something for you to tell, Ned. You ain't going to hear it. Then please hurry. I ain't done with him. He swindled me. That's what he done. He swindled me, and I won't stand for it. Is that all you want me to tell him? Just tell him You've that. You've been saying that for as long as I can remember. Well, I ain't fooling. I mean it. You let the girl go. You keep out in this. This is a family affair. I'll go here. Uncle Dan, I want you to take your hand off my arm at once. I won't. No ornery redskin is out. Dog on you. Now, you go. Oh, thank you, Indian. Me named Tonto. Hey. Thank you, Tonto. You tell your old man that. I'm sick of hearing it. Get up there. I'll get square. I'll fix things someday. I ain't going to be the underdog all the time. You wait, Mary Frisbee. You and your old man will get what's coming to you. You, he big fool. And you too. You can get yours for slapping arm away. You just wait. <laughs> Again. Drinking? He had been. He was feeling sorry for himself. Yeah. Just the same as usual, eh, Mary? Uh-huh. Blaine fool. It's too bad he didn't straighten himself around, get a job of some sort. He was half fine at the way things had been going with him. Broke? Well, I guess so, Paul. Uh, he was here a few days ago, and I gave him $50. He probably blowed that in, same as all the rest of his money. Well, I'm not going to worry about him anymore, Mary. For 15 years, he's been growling around about the way I swindled him. No one believes him. I know, but I'm getting sick and tired of it. I... I think he is, too. What do you mean by that? There was something about the way he acted today. It, it sort of worried me. Worried you? Mary, you ain't given to worrying. I know it. That's the reason I sort of take it serious now. What did he say? It wasn't so much what he said. It was how he said it. I think he's got some sort of scheme in the back of his mind. <laughs> he never stays sober long enough to think straight. He might think crooked. Mary, what are you driving at? I don't know, Pa. There was a funny look in his eyes when he said... And he said he'd get square. What else did he say? He said he wasn't going to be the underdog all the time. We'll fix that. You just sit right there, Mary. I'll be right back. What are you going to do? I'll show you. Hey, Jim. You, Jim. Come in the house here a moment. Come on, boy. Jim Brandt will be right in. You think I'd better change my plans about going to visit Aunt Sally? Not by a darn sight. We won't let that honor and no account brother-in-law mind interfere with your plans. You've counted a long time on going to visit your aunt. You're going. You want to see me, Mark? Yeah, close the door, Jim. Sure. Wrong? Not yet, Jim. But I'm just going to make sure there ain't going to be nothing wrong. You know Dan Latham? <laughs> Who is there in these mountains? Don't. He's been making more threats. Well, that don't mean nothing, boss. He's always making threats. Well, maybe he's getting serious. Anyhow, that's the way Mary feels about it. Oh, I didn't mean to worry you so much, Paul. It's all right, Mary. But, Jim, you see, Mary's planning to ride through Eagle Pass to visit her Aunt Sally. Sure, I know. I wouldn't put it past Dan to try and make little trouble. She ain't nerve enough for that, boss. Oh, can't tell about a man like Dan. Anyhow, I'm changing the plans I had of letting her ride through the pass alone. I want you to go along with her. Well, that suits me fine. Good enough. I'll go see who that is, Paul. 
All right, Mary, I'll go over the plans with Jim. Me come tell you. Oh, it's Thursday. Who's that? Oh, this is the Indian sent up a bit about his business when he was trying to stop me. Oh, come in. Mary was telling me that she met Dan Town today. Ah, uh, Dan him bad feller. You ain't telling me nothing. What'd you come here for, Indian? Me come tell news. News? What sort of news? Is anything wrong? Maybe plenty wrong. Go on. Me here feller in town. Dan? Not right. What'd you hear? What'd you have to say? Him talk to another feller. Maybe them make plenty trouble for you. Yeah? Him not take drink. He didn't take a drink? That's right. Why not? That's the first time I ever hear to him refusing one. Him say him keep sober. Hmm. What's he want to keep sober for? He sure changed a lot. Him say him got plenty big plan. Look here, Injun. Did he say anything about what his plan was? Oh, you can't go much by what Dan says. I wouldn't take much talking what a redskin says either, boss. I want a reward, eh, Injun? No, that's not right. Well, whatever happens, we got things in hand, Savvy. Uh-huh. Now you can mind your own business, Injun. That's good. You shouldn't have talked to the Indian that way. Shucks, it's all right to help you out like you've done this afternoon. But he needn't think he has the right to interfere with all of our affairs. I don't think he felt that way. He just heard Dan saying things he thought we ought to know about him. Well, that's funny. Did you hear that? Well, there was two men out there. Yeah. Now, what do you make of that, Jim? Like make a plenty of it. I don't it. like the way you talk about Tonto. After all, he's been right now. Now, Mary, don't you worry about it. It ain't no business of yours. And the fact that he had another man waiting outside for him, that strikes me as being downright suspicious. Same here, Jim. You reckon the engine's up to something? Either that or he's hooked up with Dan. Well, I'll be just as well satisfied for Mary to get out of here for a while. Maybe while she's visiting her aunt, I'll be able to have a final showdown with him. Jim? You figure on riding with us as you get past Eagle Pass. I sure will, boss, and you don't have to worry. As Tonto and the Lone Ranger rode away from Ned Frisbee's home, they discussed what Tonto had overheard and what Jim Grant and Ned Frisbee had said. I heard most of the conversation through the window, Tonto. The girl's planning to ride through Eagle Pass. Not plenty bad country. It's a good thing that fellow's going with her. Him, bad fellow. What do you mean, Tonto? Me, him. He's one of Ned Frisbee's trusted men. Maybe so. Tonto not like him. You're usually right at judging a man, Tonto, but still... Tonto think him, bad fellow. When you heard Dan Nathan talking, he said he had a partner. Uh-huh. But we don't know who that partner is. That's right. Tonto, there's only one place that he can make a place to capture Mary Frisbee. That Eagle Pass. That's right. I'm going to watch Dan in town. If he leaves, I'll follow him. That'd be good. And in the meantime, you ride to Eagle Pass. And be sure the girl gets through there safely. Uh, Tonto, do that. You might start right now. You head north, and I'll head for Burnside. Tonto, go now. Get him up, scout. While the Lone Ranger hunted through the town of Burnside for Dan Latham, the man he sought met Jim Brandt in the dark shadows of a grove of trees close to Frisbee's home. Everything is set, Dan. Good, Good enough. Remember, whatever I get, you get half. I'm counting on that. Things worked out even better than we figured. How's that, Jim? <laughs> I didn't even have to ask the boss to get time off to visit Frank. You didn't ask him. And how in blazes are you going to get the Eagle Pass? You'll laugh when I tell you. <laughs> I'm going to ride there with a the girl. Where's that? That's right. Old man sending me along to protect her in case you try any stunts. <laughs> That's a good one. It'll work out perfect. Once we get in the pass, there's plenty of hiding places alongside the trail. I'll just tie her up. Savvy? Good enough. 
and I'll be free to handle a deal with Frisbee. Before I'm done, I'll have what's rightfully mine. The Lone Ranger felt sure that whatever attempt was made to harm Mary Frisbee, Tonto would be there to help her. The masked man himself kept an eye on Dan Latham in town, watching every move he made. Toward sundown the next day, Mary and Jim Brandt were riding through Eagle Pass. I'd hate to come through here after dark. I bet there's plenty of wild animals in the hills here. Yeah, right bad. We'll be through the pass and into the open before it's dark, won't we, Jim? Well, that's hard to say, Mary. What can happen before we get out of here? Uh, what do you mean? Well, let me see. Where's that rock? What are you looking for? Oh, there's a rock near here, right along here somewhere. It most a hiding place, and I talk one good one, Mary. person lost in here can never be found. There's a rock up ahead there. Well, what about it? That rock marks a place where no trail leads into a cave. Ain't many men know about that cave. What do you mean? A man could stay hid there for years and never be found. A man could starve to death there if he was tied up. Well, what about it? Whatever happens to a man could happen to a woman. Sure hope your pa feels generous. Here's where we leave the trail, Mary, and break through that underbrush. Wait, what are you doing? You do what I tell you. Jim, put that down. Get moving. I ain't fooling you. You double cut. Come on, you may as well have it now. Me and your uncle are working together on this, and your old man's going to turn over half of everything he's got if he wants you out of here alive. Help! 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 You let go. That plane engine again. I figured something was following me. Well, you won't stop me. You killed him. (laughs) Now, by thunder, everything's worked out just perfect. When I come back, I'll tell the story about how the engine tried to capture you. And if you have to starve here, the engine will take the blame. Now, get to that cave. Tonto, the faithful companion of the Lone Ranger, lay on the ground beside his horse. Jim Brant's bullets had found their mark. In just a moment, we'll continue with the second act of our Lone Ranger drama. Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh uh-huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. (laughs) From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F E N I X media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. 
The Lone Ranger, certain that Tonto was guarding Mary Frisbee as she rode through Eagle Pass, watched Diane Latham as he made the plans to kidnap the girl. The day after Mary left her father to visit a relative, Dan called at Frisbee's home. Who's there? Open up. Open up, Ned. I gotta talk to you. Wait a minute. Dan, what do you want here? I told you never to show your face around here again. Yeah, you told me a lot of things, Frisbee. But I reckon this is the time you're going to begin taking things back. What do you mean? I'll just step in where we can talk private, if you don't mind. All right. Say all you got to say now and get it over with. This is the last time you're going to set foot inside this house. Yeah? That's what I said. Mary told me how you acted toward her in town. I'm sick and tired of the way you've been talking around town and treating Mary. Sick and tired, huh? You heard me. Now, what do you want here? I want cash. You got all the cash you're going to get. I gave you $50 less than a week ago. $50? You talk as if that was a heap of money. It is. Well, there's lots of ways of looking at it, Ned. $50 is a lot of money for small change, but it don't compare to 50 or 60,000. What are you talking about? 50 or 60,000. That's what I want this time. You've been drinking too much. I ain't had a drop for days. I kept a special sober for this deal, Ned. Talk. Your daughter's going on a trip, ain't she? What do you know about my daughter? <laughs> sort of a dangerous trip, too, going through Eagle Pass. Mighty dangerous. Lots of things can happen there. Bad places in the trail where a horse could slip and break a leg. And if the rider was sued from his horse, he could lay there till he starved to death and never be found. I get it. Well, let me tell you something, Dan. That engine told me you might be scheming something. Yeah? And he told me plenty about you. And because of what he told me, I sent Jim Brandt to see that Mary got through the pass safe. <laughs> Jim Brand ain't much protection. There ain't a handier man with a gun in these in the part of the country. What would you say if I told you Jim Brant and me was going to split the case that I'm going to get from you? What's that? That sort of surprises you, don't it? You, you mean... I mean what I said. Jim Brant was planning to ask you for a few days off to visit relatives. He was going to use them days to lay in wait for Mary when she came through Eagle Pass. Instead of that, you played right into our hands and sent the girl along with him. Why, you dirty old... I know you get excited. There ain't no use trying to find him. You could send a scouting party to discover the whole pass, and you wouldn't find a hiding place, Savvy. I ought to put lead through you. That's the surest way I know of to kill your daughter. You give me the money I want, or you won't get Mary back. Stand right where you are. What the? Mask! You're covered. Don't reach for guns. No, she is. Who's this? Another of your killer friends? No, i never seen him before. Frisbee, I was here the other evening when the Indian came to see you. Indian? You call your horse silver? That's right. Tonto and I knew that your daughter was to go through Eagle Pass. Tonto didn't think that Jim Brandt was on the level. I always thought he was till this skunk come here. Tonto followed the two. If Brandt makes any attempt to abduct your daughter, Tonto will prevent it. Yeah? Why are you? Are you sure of that? Tonto has never failed before. Don't pay that man any money. Now, Dan, you've stuck your neck in the noose. Stranger, I don't know who you are or where you come from. That doesn't matter. But it's my guess that Providence sent you. This polecat had me where I'd have had to pay him all I owned to save Mary. I heard what he said before I came in. But hold on. How'll I know that Mary's safe? She'd be go right on to her aunt's place. Tonto will come back with Jim Brandt a prisoner. Your daughter will likely ride back with them to tell her story. Dan, I'm going to see you hang for this. At last you made the break that'll put you where you belong. Stranger, I'm drawing my gun. Not to kill. Oh, don't worry. I won't kill the rat, much as he deserves it. I'll let the law do that. You've done a heap for me. Now, if you'll just do me one more favor and ride to town and send the sheriff here to get this coyote... I'll... I will. The horse is coming now. Maybe that's the redskin and my daughter. That is in Tonto's voice. All right, there, Ned. The sheriff. Hey, what's this mean? A mass plan of Dan Latham. It means just this. Latham schemed with Jim Brandt to kidnap Mary when she went through Eagle Pass. I know. How'd you know? You finish talking, then I'll tell my story. Come on in, Stan. I'm coming. I just had the horse. Go on, Ned. Dan Latham, like I said, schemed with Brandt to capture Mary. He come here, tell me it cost me $50,000 to save her life. Yep. The 
But the masked man has an engine, friend, Savvy. So that's where the redskin come from. What do you mean? What about the redskin? He suspicions something and followed Mary and Jim. And the masked man tells me he'll rescue Mary. Says that I can count on him. I see. So I want you to throw Dan in jail and hold him. Wait a minute, Ned. There's nothing I'd sooner do than throw the rat in the calaboose. There's nothing I hate more than a digger with his breed. Yet there's one thing that's a sight more important than seeing him get what he should. Well? That's your daughter's life. But she... You wondered how I know she was kidnapped, how I know about the redskin. Well, Stan here can tell you the whole story. What story? Go on, Stan. Well, I was riding this way, coming through Eagle Pass, when I seen a horse blocking the road ahead. Where? Right at the end of the pass, this end. That don't show that the hideout is near here, though. The horse might have been led there and tethered till someone come through, just like I did. There was a note fastened to the saddle. Whose horse? Your daughter's. Go on. The note said the girl was captured and the redskin shot. Shot? That's the man you spoke of, eh? Son of shot. That means he failed. For the first time. And if he failed, it means that Brant has married. There was all the instructions on the message, Ned. It looks like the only way to save the girl is let Latham go free and pay what he has. <laughs> you see? Your scheme fell through after all. Now put down them guns and get out of here. Can't you scour those mountains and find that hideout? Stranger, take years to search them all. And even then, we'd be likely to miss where the girls hid. You you think, Sheriff, the only way is to do what this skunk wants? I hate the idea of it, Ned. There ain't no one hates more than me to pay that cash and pledge that the law won't punish him. But on the other hand, he marries life. The note said some more. Said that the cash had to be paid by sundown. Was there any proof that Tyler was shot? Yep. Here. What's that? This here bundle was fastened to Miss Mary's horse. Let me see it. It's an ancient jacket. Tuttles. You can see the bullet holes and where... Yes, and the stain. Ain't no question, Ward. He's inside it when them holes was made. If only there was some way to track a man or horse in that pass. But there ain't. It's all rock. Excuse me. Huh? They want the cash for sundown. Yeah. I'm heading for the pass. Don't pay a dime until the last minute. What's your idea? I'm still not convinced that Tuttles failed. I'm riding for that pass. But you can't get there and back by sundown. Not with an ordinary horse, but I'm riding on silver. You won't find him. You won't find him. And if that cash ain't You paid... shut up. You're staying right here till that man gets back. I'll be back. There might be hope, Nick. He called his horse Silver. He's mad. But I don't savvy. Go on, mister. Ride that horse. Hit for Eagle Pass. You know him? Ride, Lone Ranger, ride. The great horse Silver raced toward the hills and then started the treacherous climb upwards. There was scant hope, however, that the Lone Ranger would be able to find the girl and Tonto. And even if he were successful, it would be almost impossible to return to Frisbee's home before the sunset. Meanwhile, in a well-concealed camp far from the main trail, Jim Brandt talked with Mary. No use you worrying about it, Mary. Your pa'll pay the cash and everything will be all right. Don't talk to me. And even if he don't, there ain't no cause to worry, see? I ain't going to leave you here to starve like your uncle planned me to do. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'll take you away, and me and you'll get married. You'll make a good wife. I'm going to stay in style. Ah, that ain't no way to feel about it. After all, I ain't a bad hombre. I'm just taking a chance of a lifetime to get plenty of cash. You only... A lot of spunk, huh? That's the kind of woman I like. You see, me marrying you, it'll sort of keep the cash right in the family. Leastwise, the half of the cash that I get. How's that engine? I ain't interested in him. You might at least do what you can for him. He's wounded mighty bad. Hey, let him die. If you don't want to help him, untie my hands and let me... I ain't untying your hands, and I ain't wasting my time playing nurse to no redskin. Too bad he didn't die right off the bat. Maybe I should sort of help him out. Please help him. All right. I'll help you, Mary. <laughs> Wait, I didn't mean that. That's <laughs> too bad I didn't think of it before. He's already got one bullet in him. Another one will finish him. Please, please don't. This will be interesting. Wait, wait, Jim. Save your breath. You, you let him shoot. But Tonto... Tonto, not mine. There, you see. Me, me ask one thing. Yeah? Well, reckon that's all right. Go on and ask. You, you come close. Tonto got secret. Can't you talk no louder? Come close. Tonto 
Got secret. All right, all right. Go on, tell me what's on your mind and be fast. You, you got Tonto's hand tied tight. I don't take no chances. You think wound make Tonto plenty weak? All right, I think the wound made you weak. You think Tonto hand still tied? But I'm not tied. Ah, are you getting get, get free? Get him out! Get him down! Get him down! You! Oh. You got him, no. Tonto. You got him. No. Now me get you free. How did you do it, Tonto? Tonto, find sharp rock. Cut through rope. You weren't hurt as bad as he thought. Isn't that right? Bullet not hurt bad. Never mind hurting my arms. Get no. these ropes off. We've got to get back to Paul Fair. There. There, rope gone now. What about Jim Brand? Tonto fixed him. Put rope on him. Here, go. Can you hold me, Tonto? Go to me. We try. Now, Tonto fix this. agreement fast. What about it, Sheriff? Well, Nate, I've been hoping. Hoping and praying that in spite of all the odds against it, the masked man would do the impossible. Eh, yeah, but it don't seem he's done it. Yeah. And if I don't get that agreement that me and Jim won't be jailed, then the whole deal is off. I've got to start now if I'm to send the signal to Jim that the cash is delivered. Open that door. Let's see the sun. It's going down, Nate. That settles it. Here's the cash, all of it. I'll sign the agreement now. You have to sign it too, Ned. Yes, you sign it, and then the deputy can sign as witness. You can't back out on your promise. Untie me now, let me have that cash. Hold on. Why, what's that? Look, there he comes. He's riding back. Look at that horse come. Look at the Lone Ranger ride. Hold that money till he gets here. Come on. What's the news? Don't give that man a dime. Get him to jail. But what about my girl? What of Mary? They're coming behind me. I met Mary and Tonto on the trail. Brand is tied in the cave waiting for you, Sheriff. Said they come just breaking from that row of timber. And the way that girl is riding, Ned, there ain't a thing that's wrong with her. Tonto was wounded, but Tonto didn't fail. Mister, if you'll take a reward, you can have this cash that I was about to give the polecat.
story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Horse for the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Ohio Silver, the Lone Ranger. The masked rider of the plains realized that the coming of the railroad would be a great event for the western United States. Without thought of reward, he helped the engineers overcome the obstacles that stood in their way, the greed of men and the ruthlessness of nature. With his aid, the great project was completed, and the West took another step toward civilization. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of the great horse Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver! We're heading for Big Ben! Saddle swinging for us! Jim Webster was in charge of the construction camp not far from the town of Big Ben. Our story opens an hour before daybreak. Mark Fleming enters the overseer's tent and grasping Jim's shoulder shakes him roughly. Wake up, Jim. Wake, wake up, will you? Wake up, fella. What's the matter? This is daybreak yet. Let me sleep a little longer, will you? You can't sleep. Get up, I tell you. There's a dickens of a time going on. What's the matter? What's the matter? Are you awake? Sure, I'm awake. Tell me, Bart, what's the trouble? Trouble of plenty. You know last night one of the boys was took sick? Yes, sort of a fever. That's right. There's three more sick tonight. And no telling how many more before this day's over. What's the cause of it? Oh, don't ask me. You come and talk to those men. Where's that medicine kit? It's gone. Gone? What in blazes could I happen? I tried to find it. I was in here an hour ago with a lantern looking for it. It, it just disappeared. Bart, what do you make of that? Who take the medicine kit? No one's allowed to touch it but you and me. I know that. Well, put your boots on and come with me. Uh, the boys are over near the cook tent. I'll be with you in just a second. <clears throat> Confound it. I figured we'd have the tracks as far as Big Ben when I rode in town to make my next report. You'll have a hard time doing it with four men on the sick list. Uh, if any more get laid up, we 
We can't do it. There, I'm ready. Won't bother to lace the boots. Let's go have a look at those men. They're grown in something awful. Xavier, should say? Yeah. Just like that one last night. Well, how's he? Well, we'll look at the others first. I'll tell you about Slim Prindle later. Tell me now. Well, if you've got to have it, Slim died. What? It's the truth. But I didn't think it was as bad as that. It is. You know what this job means, Bart. I know, I know. The big chance of our lives if we finish that contract on time. And if we don't finish the contract on time, you know what that means. The company loses it. And there's plenty of important money in the East that would like to see our company lose it. I know. But our main concern right now is the men in that tent. Do any of the others know about it? Not yet. They'll know about it at breakfast time, though. Can't keep it from them. Lucky thing all three of the boys is in the same tent. No one else in there? No. Here we go. I... You keep back. An engine! What are you doing here? Me. I don't give a hang who you are. Get away from those men. They're ailing. Me know that. Them plenty sick. How'd you get here? Where are you from? What are you doing there? Me fix them men. Maybe you're the one fixed them already. Come on, Indian, get! Tonto, not go. Tonto, here, fellas groan. Are they? Are they dead? No. Them not dead. They're quiet now. That's right. Them sleep. Where'd you come from? That's not matter. You get plenty cold water. What'd you do for them men? Me give men engine medicine. Make them well soon. Do you mean to say you just passed by here and heard them groaning? Not right. Do you know what's wrong with them? Them got fever. What caused that fever? Maybe bad water. Bad water? Uh, they had the same water we've been drinking, ain't they? Me not know that. You get cold water now. Keep cold cloth on head. Bart, I like the Indian style. He seems to know what he's talking about. We're going to do what he says. One man's dead already. And if the Indian can save these three and any others that get sick... Come on, Jim. He said the water they've been drinking was bad. If that's the case, every man in camp's likely to come down with a fever. We'll find out about that later on. The main thing now is to get these men fixed up. You tell us what to do, Tonto, and we'll do it. The following day, Jim Webster rode into the town of Green Flats, where the western office of the construction company was located. He made his report to Felix Gibbons. So you're trying to excuse yourself for not carrying the tracks to Big Ben by saying your men was toxic. There's more to it than that, Mr. Gibbons. One of them died. I don't care how many men die. The tracks should be in Big Ben by today. They ain't there. We're behind schedule. That's bad, mighty bad. But confound it, Gibbons. You ought to be glad we've got the men back on their feet and able to go to work. There's something mighty funny about those men. What do you mean? I'll tell you what I mean. Someone drew water from a spring that everyone knew was unsafe for drinking. Seems to me if you're in charge of the work, you ought to check the water and food to get. I can't be every place at once. The water they generally use is all right, but someone filled the canteen from that bad spring. <laughs> Trying to pass the blame. I suppose the next thing you'll tell me is that someone got it a purpose just to hamper your work. I wouldn't be surprised at that either. It would mean a lot to that Maryland company to get the job, and that's what they'll do if we don't finish on time. Yes, that's just what they'll do. And if we don't finish on time, you're the one to blame. I'll take the blame. You'll take the blame, all right. What's more, if we fail, you don't draw a set of paper, no part of the job. You've got nothing to say about that. We'll right? see about that, mister. Now, get out of here. Don't you want to hear the rest of it? Not interested. Only thing I'm interested in is seeing this job done on schedule. Excuses, alibis, explanations. They don't mean a thing to me. The fact stands the job ain't done, we lose the contract. All right. But I thought you might be interested in knowing that my suspicions were backed up by the fact that someone stole my medicine kit. I if told I... you I'm not interested. You might be if you knew we owe an Indian some money. Indian? You heard me. He said he'd hang around the camp till I got back. I didn't tell him I'd pay him, but I owe him plenty. He knew what was wrong with those men and how to cure. You mean to say they had fever and they're cured already? No, they're not cured, but they're better and they're going to get well. The important thing is, no more have taken sick. We got no allowance for Indians to go around trying to cure a fever. I should have known better than to expect this office to pay for a thing like that. But it's all right. I'll pay it out of my own pocket and gladly. I'll be here next week. You see that that job goes along on schedule. I'm doing the best any man can do. Mr. Webster. Oh, 
Yes, Miss Marley. Wait a minute. I want to speak to you. Well, yes, yes, sure. Maybe I shouldn't say anything about it, but there's something I think you ought to know. Oh, what's that? Working here at this office, I hear and see quite a bit. I'll bet you do. I don't see how you get along with Gibbons, though. He's a hard man to work for. I'll admit that. Has anything gone wrong on the job? Well, four of the men came down with fever, and one of them died. And Indian cured the other three and told us what the trouble was. I... Is there any chance that someone might have made them sick on purpose? Why do you ask that? Is there? I had a suspicion there might be. Someone stole my medicine kit. Jim, watch out for things. What do you mean, Miss Molly? Well, I can't tell you any more than that. I... Howdy, Molly. Well, Webster, what are you doing here? I might ask the same thing of you, Sneed. What are you doing here in town? You're supposed to be back on the job. Yeah? Well, you ain't nothing to say about me no more. What do you mean? I'm taking orders from Gibbons himself from now on. Savvy? He sent for me. I'm going in to see him right now. I despise that man. Sneed's about the ugliest fellow we have on the job. Didn't you know he was coming to town today? No. Mr. Gibbons sent word to him direct. Why didn't he send word to me? I don't know, Jim. But just remember what I told you. I can't say any more than that. Just watch out for yourself. There's something mighty funny going on. Thanks. I'll be on the lookout. I I hope I'll see you next time I come to town, Miss Molly. I hope so, too. Goodbye, Jim. Bye. If I could only tell him more. If I could only find out more. Molly, step in here. Yes, Mr. Gibbons. Molly, open the safe and get $100, Mr. Sneed. $100? You heard me do as you told. Very well. Ain't my fault, Gibbons, that the fever idea fell through. A doggone idiot. No excuses, Sneed. No excuses. I thought we might set the job back by following your suggestion. But we didn't. All right, we'll try another scheme. You're really going to give me that hundred dollars? One hundred now. The rest of what I promised you when you fulfilled your part of the agreement. That job has to be fixed and will fall down. It's that back some now. Not far enough. Jim Webster could make up the work he lost so far. We've got to keep him from fulfilling the contract. There's $5,000 in it. Just who's paying all that cash? It's none of your business, but I'll tell you. It's the company that'll get the contract that the company I represent falls down. Well, you're sort of double-crossing the folks, eh? A man has to make a living where he can these days. Now, listen. No matter how hard those men work, they can't work without supplies. Of course not. All right. Supplies are coming through next week on the work train. Yeah? The supplies are supposed to meet the working crew at Big Bend Creek. Sure, I know that. The boys are supposed to get the tracks there this week. Now, wait there till the trains come up to meet him. The train will have the supplies to build a bridge and carry the tracks beyond the creek. That's it. The way I figure, they'll have the tracks to the creek by Monday night. The train should pass Rock Center tonight. You can get there by hard riding. Yeah, I can make it easy if the train don't come too early. The train's due at midnight. Maybe half an hour earlier or late. You can't tell about that. But it won't be there before 11. It has to cross a bridge there. Savvy? Go on, boss. I'm a-listening. If something happens to that bridge... The supplies won't reach Big Ben. <laughs> Gibbons, that's all you gotta tell me. I'll get started as soon as I get that cash. Jim Webster rode away from Green Spots in the direction of the camp, his mind filled with what Gibbons had said and the warning Molly had given him. Tonto met him on the trail. Hey! You, Feller. Huh? Oh, go there. Oh, Scott. Oh. You. You're Tonto. That's right. You go back now. Fellers, get well. Indian, you save the lives of a lot of men. I don't know how many others would have been given that bad water if you hadn't found out about it. That's all right. It isn't all right until I show my appreciation. 
I don't have much with me, but I... Tonto not want money. Where are you going now? Me go meet friend. Well, look here. I wish you'd come back to the camp with me. You not need Tonto now. But we might. There's likely to be a lot more trouble before this job is done. You seem to have a way of helping us out. I'll give you a job. What other trouble? I don't know. That's what bothers me. I have half a suspicion that Gibbons, the man in the office in town, is double-crossing our company. Why you think that? Well, nothing I can point out in particular, but I'd like to have you sort of keep an eye on a fellow named Sneed. Oh, Tonto knows Sneed. You do? Uh, him, Teller, make footprint near bad water. Is that so? Well, why didn't you tell me? Me not know if him make mistake or... That fits in with other things. By thunder, I'll bet Sneed and Gibbons are working against us. There's been a lot of small things, and seeing Sneed in that office... Look here, Tonto. Uh-huh. You've got to come back. I'll tell you what you'll do. You wait right here. Sneed should be riding back along this way pretty soon. Uh-huh. You wait here till he comes by. Let him get past. Then come after him and keep an eye on him. Maybe you can get proof he's the one that's been plotting against us. Other man helped Tonto. What other man? Oh, you mean my friend Bart? No. Oh. Tonto, friend. Who? Tonto, go get him. Tonto, help you. Get him up, scout. The curtain falls on the first act of our thrilling Lone Ranger drama. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Now to continue our story. Tonto rode to meet the Lone Ranger and told him about Jim Webster's suspicions and the sudden attack of fever in the camp. It was nearly dark when he had finished, and the masked man said, Tonto, from what you tell me, it seems almost certain that this man Gibbons is planning to keep the railroad crew from carrying out their contract on time. And that's what Webster Teller think. And you, Tonto? Tonto thinks same. But how can we learn the truth? There's a hundred things they could do. Mm, that's right. Perhaps Sneed won't even be involved. We might try and trail him and find that we were watching the wrong man. Tonto uh, got ID. What is it? One feller no scheme. Who? Feller who make scheme. Gibbons? Uh, maybe we go make him talk, huh? That's the only thing. We can make him talk. Maybe we try. Here, Silver. You go? Yes. Wait. What's the matter, Tonto? Maybe you wait here. Let Tonto go alone. What do you mean? Tonto make him talk. No, Tonto. Yet, in the case of this sort, that man is scheming to destroy the railroad. If he planned to have men given bad water, he deserves almost anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, that's right. And that's why Tonto won't go alone. That's just why you're not going alone. Come on, Get him Gibbons now. Huh? Oh, Gibbons. Uh, you mean Mr. Gibbons? Yes. I reckon he'll be to bed. It's most nine o'clock and he goes to bed mighty early. He ain't given to what he calls wasting time in the cafe. Now take me. I can't see that it's any waste of time for a man. Where yet. does he live? Huh? Oh, live? Why, he hunted all over. 
every town till he got the cheapest room he could find. Boards with more Ashwell. Even then, he beat her down two bucks a week. Where's the house? Now you go straight ahead to the last house in the row. Then keep going. It's just beyond, set off by itself from the others. Thanks. Hey, leaping catfish, is that a mask on your face? I can't see so good in the dark. Yes, it's a mask. Oh, oh, oh. 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 see him anyway. But I don't... don't be afraid of me. I think that man's a crook. I want to find out. Well, what are you? Never mind. Where's his room? End of the hall, but you see <laughs> here. He won't talk to you. Now, I can't stand for this sort of thing. Stay with I... it, Bless you, if this ain't the most high-handed proceeding. I ain't ever seen nothing like it. All right, Gibbons, wake up. <laughs> hey, hey, see here. What's the idea? Stay on your feet. Hey, who's in here? Strike a light. What'd you hold me out of bed for? Well, ask you where Sneed went, what he's going to do. I don't know what you... Hey, now look here. Gibbons, I'm not here to waste time. I want to know what you're going to do to try and smash that railroad. Who squealed? I mean... You're going to tell me. Get on your feet. I will let go my arm. You hurt my arm. I'll do more than hurt if you don't talk. I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm little use for a man who tries to kill men with fever. If Sneed squealed... I mean, I mean, I don't know nothing. You can't do this to me. I have the law. Yes, now I'm the law. You've admitted Sneed might have squealed. Where is Sneed? Oh, wait. Let's talk it over. Where is Sneed? What's he doing? Oh, go to talk. I'll talk. Don't hurt me. Quick, Red Rock, the midnight train. The rest of it, talk fast. My face, what happened? Come on, Donna. We've got the light as never before. Come on, Donna. Oh, my. He jumped in the porch to the sand. Get him up. He's down. Like a streak of white flame, the great horse silver raced across the open country toward the bridge at Red Rock. Tonto and Scott were quickly outdistanced, but the Indian kept riding hard. Get him up! Come on! Maybe he'll need us at Red Rock! Get him up! The Lone Ranger was far ahead. In spite of the rough ground where a misstep would have meant death for both horse and rider, Silver's hoof beat out a savage tattoo. The white mane and tail of the great horse lashed straight out. The brim of the masked man's hat flattened back against the high crown as the wind pressed hard against it. Come on, old boy. There's barely time. That train's early. We won't make it. Stretch out, Silver. Come on, big fellow. Hi-ho, Silver. Away! Then in the distance, there was a sound that gave ominous warning that the train was running ahead of schedule. There's the train, Silver. And right now, they're killing, cutting away with the force of that bridge. Faster, Silver. Faster. Faster, old boy. It was a hopeless race, but the Lone Ranger would not admit defeat. With each breath, he urged Silver to greater speed. He saw the headlight of the train. He knew there was no chance to stop it before it reached that bridge. He saw it thunder close, saw the bridge in full relief in the train's lights, and then...
of hope for these two men, Tata. Mm, that's right. Sneed, the killer has escaped. There's only one small thing for which we can be thankful. What? That? The train held only supplies, no passengers. Oh. The fireman and the engineer. Too bad. We won't have much of a case against Gibbons either. No way to prove that he hired Sneed to wreck this train. What we do for Webster, Father? I don't know how anything can be done, Tonto. Supplies on this train can't be carried overland to Big Bend where they're needed. Mm, that's right. What's that? There's someone alive under the wreckage. Oh, this way. Help me. Where are you? Here. I, I got cashed. Wait. We'll get you out of there. Give me a hand, Tonto. Uh, we'll have to lift this stuff. Lift it up. <coughs> Who are you? Sneed. Sneed? Yeah. The man is to blame for this. I got what was coming to me. That dirty cuss gave me... Hired someone to shoot me, so that I couldn't collect. We get you out. You, Tonto. That's right. Who is this? Me come. Thundercloud. Good friend. That's right. Me see bad man cut bridge. Me shoot. You weren't sent to kill him? No, me camp near. Tribe near. Wait. We gotta get Sneed out of here. Lift the wreckage. He's fainted at me. There. I don't think he's badly hurt. The bullet just grazed his leg. He was lucky not to have been killed. Mm, that's plenty bad. Do what you can to fix his wound and injure his tonto. There's no earthly way to get all these supplies to Big Ben now. But perhaps we can... Wait. What matter? Sneed thought that he was fired at by someone sent by Gibbons. Uh-huh. He might try to involve Gibbons by telling everything to get revenge. That's right. If he would do that, if it could be proved that Gibbons purposely delayed the work, he might save that contract when the job isn't finished on schedule. You good friend. See, Thundercloud, you've done a great service to the white people. You say not get load to Big Ben? We can't do that. Maybe Chief Thundercloud help. On Monday, Jim Webster and his loyal crew had laid the tracks as far as Big Bend. But the supply train had not arrived yet. Tuesday morning, the men found themselves without any work to do. Oh, they sat and still would drive me local. Me too, Bart. We might be able to do some work with the rails on the other side of the river if we could get the bridge built. But everything we need for the bridge is on that blamed supply train. Who's that coming? Why, it's Molly. I, I mean, Miss Molly. Who's she, Jim? But Earl and Gibbons, Uncle. She hinted that I should be on guard. That's why I asked the Indian to help, but I guess he fell down on us. What's she coming here for? Well, don't ask me. Oh, whatever. Look, look. Miss Molly. Jim, have you heard the news? What news? The supply train fell through the bridge at Red Rock. Wrecked? Yes, and Gibbons hired Sneed to do it. Molly, are you dead sure of that? Of course I am. I just came from town. A masked man rode in with Sneed. He was wounded. I'm going to town to get my hands on his greedy neck. You can't. He's in jail. Jail? He thought Gibbons hired someone to shoot him, and he told everything to the sheriff. You see, he thought he was dying. Oh, and was he? No. Too darn bad. But he thought he was, so he told everything. He showed the money Gibbons paid him, and the promise Gibbons wrote to pay him more. What about Gibbons? Well, he's in jail, too. The masked man rode away. He said that he was coming here, but he had someplace else to go first. Someone coming there. That's him. That's his white horse. But the main thing is, the job won't be done, can't be done. Not on schedule. Oh, 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 oh. Masked by thunder. Jim. Which is Jim Webster? Right here. Webster? Oh, the girl's here. She told you about Gibbons and Sneed. But who are you? A friend of Tonto's. And a friend of ours. Where is Tonto? He and some Indians who helped us are bringing their supplies so you can go on with your work. What? Supplies? But how can they? The train's wrecked. Yes, but a lot of those supplies were railroad ties, seasoned timbers for the bridge, things that float in water. You mean to say that... The Indians made rafts, loaded the iron and steel on them. The river that flows past Red Rock circles and comes back past here. The water's high and the Indians knew it. Look, upstream. There's a raft. 
Our supplies. Jim, there comes everything you need. It's a miracle. A miracle, I tell you. Now we're all set. And them snakes are in jail. Boys, get going. Meet those lads. The Indians on board, then we'll be glad to help you. So we're going to finish the job. Boys, let's get working. Wait. Wait. He's gone. Jim, the Lone Ranger doesn't wait for things. The Lone Ranger? <laughs> well, Miss Molly, he sure worked a miracle. That's all I can say. It'll be a miracle if you'll forget to call me Miss Molly. My real friends call me Molly. Molly. Come on, my silver old boy. It's trouble in the town of those you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! <laughs>